Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to my OCD life. This first season's really exciting because I'm gonna have really all sorts of kinds of things. It's gonna be a little unfocused. Uh, it should be my ADD life, but uh, there's just so many things that I want to get into when it comes to um, you know bringing into the podcast space a philosophy that's positive and uh, touches on some different aspects of life. And so I look forward to having a warm conversation with you guys and with all of my guests. My first guest is David Carden. He's been an activist, a uh, pastor, um, really overall just fantastic human being. Me and David have an amazing relationship where even though we have big differences in the way that we see things, it all comes back down to a similar way of approaching our problems that uh, even though in this podcast episode we're not going to get into our big differences, I thought he was a kindred spirit to introduce this podcast to you guys. And so he's going to guide us through a little um, interview with yours truly, with myself, and I uh, hope you guys like it. Bear with me with my equipment and stuff. I'm kind of new to this. Hopefully through this first season I'll have things dialed in. And going forward, things will be uh, smoother and smoother. But hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks for watching. David, man, how are you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Doing fantastic. It's uh, for... for look at... Yeah, go ahead, man. What were you going to say? I said, you look at... You look fantastic. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I'm, yeah, the, the, the CrossFit is, uh, you know, it's keeping me keep keeping me somewhat lean i still got some 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 pounds to lose but you know it's rome wasn't conquered in a day you know but uh <laughs> one reason why i wanted to have you on and yeah you know, i guess for the for the audience i want people to know dave's a dear friend of mine he's probably my closest confidant and a lot of my exploring of psychology and uh really my own philosophy of life that i um really want to begin to just talk about in this podcast i feel like i have a very interesting story to tell with, with the OCD and how that really drove me to, to to really iron out some questions about myself and to really seek resolution within myself and you know it's funny when you um really are able to address the the problems within your yourself you realize that uh other people have problems too and you discover man we're all we all got our battles and especially today and from the uh, off the heels of COVID from last year and everything, it's I think uh, mental health is a huge element that we're focusing on because I think we really um, we all experienced a shakeup and uh, a demand on ourselves psychologically, and we're still working through that. And so, um, but there wasn't a greater person to kind of introduce. I think this uh, a lot of my uh, or to help me introduce a lot of my ideas and. What I want to do with this podcast is my dear friend David. So uh, David's a brilliant mind. He uh, really challenges me in lots of ways, and he's uh, uh, glad to have you. And man, I guess we'll just get rolling, man. Anything that I said right there that you will not co comment on before we get rolling? Yeah, I think the idea is, we, you know, today is to to be able to kind of give people a picture uh, into kind of some of what you know turns in your mind and what you're thinking in terms of your goals and hoping to accomplish with this. This, uh, I guess, how you're going to be using your creativity in this mm -hmm. podcasting world. Um, and so I think it kind of makes sense to understand kind of what's, what is your primary driving inspiration? What's the, what's the name of your podcast? What do you, what's kind of inspiring you to jump into this world? Yeah, man. Uh, podcast, My OCD Life. 
it's a po podcast that I want to describe as a multi-dimensional kind of uh, experiment, really. It's a multi-dimensional exploration of human joy and the capacity for us to explore ourselves and learn how to do that. I feel like we come into this world um, in such a unique way to, that's unique to ourselves. And slowly throughout life, we get pulled away from our genuine experience of life because we try to meet so many expectations that are placed on us, especially in the in the West and busy American life. And we are almost left behind our own idea of ourselves, our own genuine humanity, our, our ability to connect within ourselves. And so consequently, we begin to disconnect from the from the world outside us because we aren't connected within, you know, there's a sort of phenomenon of, of projection that I think we tend to have. And as long as we're not ironing out ourselves and kind of looking within and really doing the work that is necessary for us to be whole and to stay whole, to stay authentically connected to our own joy, the authentic perspective that we that we bring to the world, um, I think we walk in confusion. I remember when I was in college, often the teacher would, would say, you know, any questions, anybody, you know, and I, I can remember, you know, I was probably one of the few people that actually asked questions. And then after class, everybody was like, man, I'm glad you asked that question. It's kind of like, dude, you know, like, you know, like, why are, are people so afraid yeah. to acknowledge that they have a, have a void in themselves? And it's not wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. You know, I mean, I, I guess it's bad, but it's not their fault. It's just, it's just, it's just part of human nature, you know, and this acknowledgement of our own um, deficit of knowledge, I guess, our own, uh, the necessity for us to kind of plug deeper into ourselves and to acknowledge when we don't, when we don't know something, having a sort of vulnerability and humanity. I think it all, it all comes back to our own comfort within ourselves because we have comfort in our own process of joy in our, um, and I think in our process of, of just being a, a whole person, that stability, I think, is what makes us able to handle instability. You know, the, the, the certain doubts we have don't just demoralize us. They actually, um, there are things that exercise our, our, our certainty. And I really feel like there is a, um, yeah, so without getting deeper into that, the podcast is a, exploration into my own into my own the, the struggle of my life we all have our different struggles our own unique struggles our own areas that we have to learn for ourselves how to engage and we can only i think do it by observing and listening to other people and how they have faced their, their own problems you know uh, once that's the only way but that's the it's one of the best ways of, of really starting there's so much like i said doubt i think in so many areas of knowledge because i feel like there's an underlying doubt in how you navigate your in your inner world you know there's i mean how do you define normal i mean that's kind of like one of the most fundamental problems that we have coming into this world too often we get you know into our teens we realize our whole lives there was something abnormal that we just accepted because we didn't know any better i feel like we have a lot of areas like that and um it's a huge problem of of what does it look like to be a truthful representation of who I am? And, you know, what, what that's such a loaded question. All these, all these questions are loaded, but I feel like they're, they are the questions that are essentially 
the catalyst for a lot of the problems that I, that we that I see in the world. Because I feel like if a lot of people had self awareness, a lot of people had, would, would be able to um, have that security to you know not be dependent on ideologies or to be dependent on anything else other than their own genuine understanding, their own genuine humanity to connect with humanity. Um, to me, anything other than that is is to deaden yourself, is to deaden your own ability to truly accept yourself and to accept what is the nature of reality. And it's a very deep, I'm going into deep water, but I want to blend all these different areas of, of psychology, spirituality, art, uh, you know, religion, philosophy, all these different things are different windows into understanding what, what I believe uh, we, you know, we, we can call truth, you know, and so uh you know a lot of this is going to be my opinion and that's uh at the same time i can only tell you that what works in my own life this is a controversial statement but you know there are there are such things as more true opinions like there, when you debate someone there is a value judgment there, there's room it was wiggle room where it's hard to be certain about a lot of things but you can know that some things are more true than, than other things. You know, if if I say, you know, this, this is my uh, my favorite red jacket, okay? And someone else says, man, I love that blue jacket. It's kind of, well, that's the wrong color. You know, that's that's not that's not that's not correct. Now, so it was, well, that, that's his opinion. And when it comes down to it, what our observations, the way that we see the world, the way that we see ourselves, there are, our perceptions are filled with certain understanding of what is true that, sometimes it's hard to kind of exactly debunk or explain to people because it, it, at some point we have to rely on self-evident you know self-evident truths and so the best thing that thing we can do is first integrate truth and who we are as people you know and 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 so people can feel that you're being honest and and, and there isn't tension in your opinions there because uh to me truth resolves who you are it resolves you and our our ability to suspend ourselves i think into a deeper understanding of who we are and what's and what's true to us i think it brings us closer to that big capital t truth that i think we all uh can have insight into but it's hard it's, it's very difficult because uh i think that's why we all have such colliding opinions we all have different sense of value judgment but there's times where we have overlap and and it, and it just feels right um but navigating that's tricky. And so for me, this podcast is meant to really delve into the experiential nature of, of life and reality and how we're able to cultivate our own sense of joy and growing. And the only way to communicate that is, is I think through, through multiple different means, through storytelling, through having conversations with people, through music, uh, through getting into religious and spiritual questions. Uh, philosophical questions there's all these different windows that i want to be able to use this podcast to explore the mystery of life the mystery of consciousness the mystery of yeah of just this thing called life yeah you give you give a bit of a um quite a bit of a range of where where things will will probably go possibly mm -hmm. go yeah um you said the title of this is my ocd life right yes what for those i guess some may not recognize other things what is ocd okay yeah i kind of assume people know what that is i should probably get into that ocd stands for obsessive compulsive disorder 
Um, I can remember probably as back trying to find the earliest that I began to, to experience obsessive compulsive tendencies. I think it was probably, it was preteens for sure. It's probably at least 10, maybe, you know, uh, and I remember consciously realizing that um, at my parents' house, when I would leave, when I walk out of the bathroom, Whenever my hand would be on, on the doorknob and I'd go walk out, I had to let go of it and it not hit my hand just for some reason. It was like, you know, uh, compulsions of just trying to order things a certain way. There's this weird projection that we feel a disorder in ourselves. And yet I think obsessive compulsive disorder is essentially a projection of that inner tension onto the outer world. And um, it's so sneaky. It's hard to realize when it ends and when it begins, or you know, when it when it when it starts. Because we come in this world rel relatively uh, without, I guess, neuroticism. I guess I mean that may be debatable, but I think as far as disorders go, you know, we I think they're. Uh, I'm still kind of exploring the topic of this, and so um, by the way, this, the podcast is a lot of going to be a lot of open ended elements to this. I, I don't claim to have an exhaustive uh, knowledge of these things, but I have enough to really, um, I've talked with enough people about this throughout the years that I know I have something to offer. And through, through identifying my own struggles and identifying things within me, to of, of approaching the areas of my heart that have caused me to, uh, you know, to project and to kind of realize there's this, there is this um, place of dissonance that I have to confront and I have to learn how to resolve within me. And when I resolve that, the compulsiveness, you know, relatively ceases. Um, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, I think has um, some positive variations. Like I think there's, there's parts of your life where you want to create order. I mean, there, it's okay to be able to... Mm -hmm see order feel disorder and then then use that as a catalyst for order i think what what happens though with, with ocd is that there is uh underlying beliefs of that disorder in relation to your identity and so mm. um this podcast is going to get into uh you know i want to talk about mental health generally my perspective is from someone who's experienced obsessive compulsive disorder. So that's kind of the, the struggle of my life that sort of defines the way that I kind of see the world because I've, that's the fundamental problem I've had to face. And so um, a lot of my understanding of religion, philosophy, um, just basic structure of the, of, of the human psyche or in, and uh, how we experience the world is really seen through, through the lens that of the psychological problem I've had to face myself. And uh, it's very, you know, humbling. I've had to really, for the longest time, I didn't want to confront this. I just thought it was a, you know, especially my teen years, I was like, man, this is just a phase I'm gonna grow out, grow out of. And kept on looking for like the new lease on life to where I, I do something, I, I change something up and I'm a totally new person. And then it works for a little while and all of a sudden, bam, you know, it, 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 it attacks you and, and you're, you know, the whole time you've just repressed it and it comes back worse than it was before, you know? And so, um, so yeah, man, I've lived my life very differently from a lot of people and my story that I want to tell, 
you know, in a series that I'm working on right now that I'll be releasing very soon, it's going to be an introduction into like my story because on my story, when I tell people, I haven't really told a whole lot of people about, about, I haven't really told a whole lot of people about my story, about some of the really darker elements. And I don't want to scare people off, but I feel like in order to really let them have insight into the struggles that, I, that I've been through, hopefully it, it is able to give people the confidence to um, meet their own struggles and to realize, man, you know, this is a guy who's, who went through this and he made it out of this. And um, I mean, too often, I think we, we just want to forget the problems that we've had too often. They are the, um, they are the areas that we really experience a grace when we really are able to um, receive, I think, a, a degree of, of healing and understanding uh, within ourselves. And I, I feel like when we have, when we cultivate that grace with ourselves, it affects everyone that we meet. It affects our entire lives. Well, Mesh, this, in, yeah. in some of your describing and talking, um, some of the time you share in a way that this podcast is kind of a, um, an opportunity for you to use that which you have learned through your experiences, through your story, et cetera, as a way to kind of help other people who are also walking through some different things. And at the same time, some other things communicate as if this is a way to continue to grow and to learn and discover things in which you don't know. Mm -hmm. Is there one over the other or is it kind of some of both? It's, it's definitely some of both. Um, as I'm writing this, I mean, I began working on a lot, a lot of the stuff that I wanted to share. Uh, and I, I've been working on it for years because it's just, there's so many things that I want to get done. I didn't know what direction to go into. And so as I began writing material and ideas, especially with explaining my story, it's, it's itself an exploration. It's a sort of psychotherapy because I'm able to, I've really been able to put into words some of the things I've, some of the complex experiences that I've had. And it's been very, uh, you know, when you remember some, some of the areas you've gone, um, man, it really, you're so grateful for, for uh, you're like, wow, I, at some time I didn't, I couldn't conceive of me ever getting out, you know, of where I was because there's no conception of, there's no conception of, of, of a solution that when you're gripped with a problem that, that unconsciously has a grip on you, that you, you don't know how to, how to, you don't know how, you don't know how to change. You don't do it just um, through willpower because you realize the will is the very thing that is diseased for lack of a better word. You know, it's the, the thing that is, is that has a problem. And so, for me, understanding the human will in what capacity we have it and how it can be developed is its own topic that I want to really want to get into. Um, because the, you know, I think we, we, we actually just discussed this recently about free will. And I think the, the misconceptions about it and how um, it's actually a conversation that people don't really realize how much lack of control they have. You know, like there's a, I put it like this, you know, when, when, when people talk, talk about free will, you got to define what free means. You also got to find what will means, because in lots of ways, uh, I think the New Testament kind of even depicts us 
in some ways unable to be to be free in our in our own in our own power our own ability i think a lot of uh um at least in my understanding you know i have i have a little bit of a different take than a lot of people on some on some spiritual things and yeah, you know, that's the thing that kind of goes in counterpoint to my experience is that you know being born in the, in the south being born where there was a place of um cultural religion and how you know growing up it was a it was a positive influence but then it got to a point where my humanity demanded something more and i think too often the way that it's portrayed to us we're portrayed a fifth graders theology and then when we turn 13 that's all that we have we're like we we think it's exposed we're like, oh that's well this is bullcrap well it's, the way you're taught it was was bullcrap because you I mean it's not like you can understand you know the, the spiritual sophistication the problem is though is that a lot of the the necessary spiritual sophistication that we need to have with our with with our problems with the human condition it's not even talked about a whole lot in pulpits it's not really addressed in a lot of circles and um people actually want to talk about it like in my experience people that have a genuine thirst for spiritual understanding a genuine desire to grow in in grace and truth and whatever you want to call it when you really get into some of these areas of vulnerability and uh, even some of these darker areas, there's an authenticity there because for me, it doesn't make any sense that if you if you really feel like that you have some degree of of light inside you, you're not afraid afraid of the dark. You're not insecure. You don't you don't you don't see something and it just totally blindsides you and and you you can't control it. You know, too often I think um, in America, like there's such a rigid spirituality where it's still a product product of the human ego it's still a product of willpower it's absent of the grace and the understanding and the ability to sufficiently navigate the human experience and for me being able to find some answers to my own problems even if it's just enough of a relief that it's been in my life that i can share with others it's worth it because even though i'm still working through areas um there was a problem there was a place in time where if i didn't have the investment of love in my early life from my family um really had a really had a infrastructure of of purpose that that i feel my identity had and that was kind of placed in me was kind of taught me uh and made aware within me without having that i there you know i there's i i can, can i can conceive of myself being someone who, who would have either got on drugs or committed suicide when you believe that there isn't hope for you when you diminish your life to a point where you just believe that okay this is all that there is and um you know for me for me spirituality and religion was kind of like the, was like the, the hail mary pass I was like, okay, my life's over. And basically, uh, I'm gonna try this, you know. And some people have that, you know, have that weird uh religious experience where it's night and day, just and you're a different person. That's that that was never me. 
you know, I had I have some experiences that I that I want to get into, but I also want to approach them from from kind of a secular view because I feel like our understanding of spiritual things re requires objectivity, and I feel like too often we have there's a little distrust that we have when people share spiritual things and share deeper things because and the truth is not always so simple and so when someone really is able, when someone communicates to you deeper spiritual things there is a i feel like there's a healthy skepticism because you know if we believe everything that everyone tells us i mean we'd be really jacked up i mean when it, especially when it comes to, to claims of some sort of ultimate truth and so part of this podcast i want to be able to I have pieces of the puzzle. That's why, you know, part of the, uh, the my my cover of 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 uh, you know my profile picture and the the cover of the podcast the podcast cover is uh, you know my face with puzzles and stuff because I'm still piecing things together. But I have enough of an image. I have enough of an image to see something that I believe is really beautiful, and I don't hear this perspective coming from a lot of people, and I just feel so convicted to promote these ideas regardless if you're a religious or secular regardless of where you come from regardless of 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 any of whoever you are they're, they're universal principles and even when there's areas where i do um flesh out more of my own independent belief i want to have the flexibility of the, of the seeker out there the flexibility that of someone who's able to take it and I don't, I don't want you to come follow. I'm not, I'm not your guru. I'm not your televangelist. I'm not your pastor or anything, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a person who has sought answers and I found some of them. I have a lot more. I have a lot of areas that, that I'm still working on and I'll be very upfront about that. And I'll be hopefully self-aware enough to um, come to the podcast in humility as I'm giving a degree of certainty that I think I found in myself. That was a good explanation there at the, the end there. How long has this been something you've been kind of twirling around with the thought of taking these things that you've experienced and been working through and thinking through and all this and pulling this into a podcast particularly? How long has that been, been something you've been thinking about? If I had to say, I would probably say two years. Um, you know, it's weird. It's kind of a, it itself is kind of, I'm a fan of podcasts and I've always kind of thought of like, man, maybe I could do this, you know? Uh, so I would, I would probably say when I, when my brother introduced me to S-Town, uh, that was done in such a yeah. cool way. And, and, you know, it was really an interesting story and it was told so well. And it's, it, mm -hmm. it really made me realize that if you can take an, an interesting life and you can really tell it in, 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 a, in a way that's very thoughtful, creative, purposeful, uh, you know, it really is something that is a powerful medium. And it was weird when I listened to S-Town, it was one of those things where when I finished it, it was like I saw the world differently. I was like, wow, that was like, you know, it, even though it was very, very sad and it was a um, for some reason, it hit me in a, in a, in a, in a, in a place that. That honestly, man, for the longest time, you know, when, when you deal with, with you know, with, with uh, 
neurosis. There's a, there's a lot of locking up in areas of yourself. And the more that I find wholeness, the more I feel myself just able to uh, embrace my humanity. And it's as an artist, it's so fulfilling because now I feel like I'm so capable of of enjoying art on a profound level because I'm, I'm now I trust that I can open myself up to reality, to, to things and experience them richly because I don't have to protect myself. You know, I don't have to be, worry about, um, you know, I feel like that, that was one area of my life where, you know, when you feel certain areas of um, malnourished and even maybe you could even call it unconscious oppression of some sort, you know, you get into this bunker mentality to where you're shielded off. And uh, I'm still working through a lot of that, but like, I know that that, that mentality is itself, a, it, attra it feeds the thing you fear. And the more that you learn and are able to experience uh, trust in the nature of reality and cultivate what I, what I like to call just genuine spiritual experience, something that you know um, deeply. It's almost like, you know, as we experience life, we actually, li life experience is actually experiencing ourself experiencing life. You know, we are the experiencer. And so all the things that we, that we hold in ourselves, all the things that we believe, all the things that we um, experience, you know, but integrate into like, into narratives and stuff, that itself affects how we experience things. It's almost like, imagine if you had something really on your mind, you're very concerned about something and someone takes you to, to, to the movies. And let's just say it's something so important that, you, that, that it's in the back of your head, you're like, ah. you know, it's like, let's, let's say you have to leave early so you're constantly kind of like trying to enjoy the movie, but you just can't deeply. Well, I think too often we we are trying to enjoy our life. We're trying to enjoy what this reality is. There's, there's things that are filtering that experience that are blocking things mm -hmm. off. And um, there's so many diff different narratives and beliefs that we have to confront to really make potent our experience. So, um, so no, but you know, when I, when I experienced S-Town, for me, it was like, I just felt it was such a powerful perspective of life that was kind of portrayed. And I, did, I, I let it affect me in a certain way. I let it kind of awaken that part of, part of uh, you know, how the story was told. That drove me to really listen to other podcasts and begin to kind of um, experience the medium in a way that for me was very new and enjoyable. And I feel like it's still a relatively new medium. And I feel like, I don't really feel like there's even been a, a sufficient use of storytelling with music and with, uh, you know, multiple different things. Um, so, you know, I really would like to, part of this podcast is that, I mean, I wanna help people experience themselves fundamentally. And the only way that I can do that is show you how I've experienced myself, the good and the, and the bad, and how I've been able to um, formulate a perspective that really, uh, that just keeps getting more and more rich in life. And for the first time, I've, I've really felt, I more and more feel myself, you know, and, and, uh, and that's a very powerful thing. I feel like disassociated from the chaos of, of you know modern of the modern world sometimes i'm so grateful that i'm like wow this is my life this is actually this is amazing you know and it's a uh i've come a long way you know um 
obviously the the podcast space uh mm -hmm. speaking of like s town and these other you know podcasts it's a crowded space mm -hmm. um what is it about you think what you're doing and what you're you're hoping to accomplish with your podcast that um you'd say sets what you're doing apart and makes it a bit mm -hmm. less um where it kind of just gets lost into the rest of everything yeah. else or are you just like i'm not really trying to you know set myself apart just doing what i'm doing like is there what is it that's different or unique or about what you're trying to go for you know there's a place that i go when when i think about that question and it's a place where um sometimes it's the ego that wants the, to approach it this way but sometimes it's actually the knowing that i have something to offer and it's this that you know i feel like too often we think entertainment is escapism um for me inter entertainment's never been i've never i've never seen it as escapism i've seen it as what is making this so uh appealing to the human soul to the human experience why are we drawn to this you know and and why is the power of of narrative and understanding so so powerful to our um nourishment just as people and so for me it comes down to one word and that's uh multi-dimensionality <laughs> that's kind of big you know my favorite word uh <laughs> yeah it's uh and me and dave and me and david's interact interactions on uh in text and stuff that's like my number one word dimensionality because I, I feel like the ways that we experience the world are they're so multifaceted and sometimes we're trying to communicate in one in one mode and yet we all know that there are just so many different ways of seeing things it's hard to be aware of different modes at different times and so for me the concept of multi-dimensionality or just dimensionality there's different things it's just it's a way of kind of just making us aware that what this one area of knowing or knowledge is part of of a, of a holistic picture you know and so um to try to offer that in the podcast medium um in regards to the human experience it's kind of a like i said there's a little bit of, of ego because I, it's so ambitious of an idea to communicate the, the human life condition. yeah yeah i mean it's, what what you're after is a pretty daunting task to yeah man embrace well, and engage and tackle this question of the human experience and the human condition mm -hmm. that's a pretty daunting fight to snap into absolutely and but you know what it's the thing every day like I have kind of a kind of a regiment that you know I get I, I wake up I eat breakfast get you some coffee um and man like when i write every day it's it's almost like i just don't write to to say something as i'm writing i'm exploring something i'm, I'm like saying okay let's go into an area here that there's not so much certainty but let's try to, to put one foot in front of the other to where i have certainty in one thing but it's like a torch and i'm walking down a cave but i can see right in front of me something you know and then it's like after i see that when i go up a little more past that well what else do i see there and so you can't do it so fast the way i write it's kind of slow um but at the same time it's very intentional you know and so um for me it's going into these areas that that, that are very um 
very hard to communicate. There are things of, of life that in the process of writing, I'm exploring myself and I'm, I'm essentially doing this in my own life. And this is merely just, just a medium that I'm, that I'm able to release a lot of the things that I'm receiving in my own, in my own writing. I mean, essentially I'm, it's, it's, it's hard to even take credit for some of it because all I'm doing is making myself conscious of certain things. And the more I'm, I'm conscious of, of, of something and I, and I focus on it long enough and I kind of receive the, the, the spiritual nutrients of it. I then can take that and move on to something else while retaining some of that truth and understanding. And it's, it's very experimental. I've been doing this probably for the last, uh, I mean, I've been, in measure, I think I've done all throughout my life, but, but consciously, um, when the pandemic pandemic happened, man, there was a, I had to explore myself more. I had to find this core of joy in myself and really, and really kind of cultivate it because I, that was the only way that I could kind of stand what was happening in the world. And in my own life, it was something that was long overdue. You know, but I've been really going over a lot of my past writings and, and, and ideas. And there's, there's things, there's things sometimes that I, I find that it's like, I wrote this, like, like, it's amazing when you're able to explore yourself and get into a certain frequency of thought and you are exploring some of these areas and you go back and you're looking and you're like, wow, like this is, this is, this is really, it's hard to believe I, I actually came up with this. And so it's, it's really, it's really fun. As I'm exploring myself and a lot of these ideas and a lot of these uh, areas of my life, I realize that there is the uh, assumption of cert of a certain area, and I'm adopting that assumption. And I think it's it's who I am. I think it's part of who who I, you know. It's an unconscious belief or limited belief in who I am. And I re I realize that you know it's part of that whole problem of what's normal. And too often what is what what is abnormal sometimes is what we adopt and we associate with that abnormal way of being and thinking and being conscious of this, you realize, wait, I've been played. When I when I do my creative process of writing, a lot of these areas come up. And when I when I am able to consciously confront them, there, there's also the ability to uh, to disassociate and to realize that there's a there's a greater truth and context narrative that when I'm, when I'm able to really see it from the outside and really understand it, I, I don't just assume it. I just, I just don't adopt that any longer because I realize that it's not me. It's actually this unconscious thing draining myself from myself. And so that I'm able to, with that light, that torch I have, I see that. And, you know, when you, when you do this daily, you begin to have more it's like a muscle you develop. You develop this ability to suspend yourself from yourself. And uh, in the time that we live in, that we're so reactionary and being taught to be reactionary. And, and it's, it's, I feel like what I have to say in this practice that I have and that I've cultivated, it's a way of bringing to a lot of our issues, I think a uh, disassociation that allows us to get into the details and the, the real things that are often behind our problems. You know, a lot of times we think that our problems are what's right in, fr in front of us or there's a certain issue. Too often there's something behind that issue that's actually the problem, even if it's just our own inability to see correctly. Earlier, uh, when you were talking about some things, you mentioned mm -hmm. uh, 
or you kind of started talking a little bit about kind of an upcoming idea that you had yeah. regarding kind of a three-part uh, series you said you were going to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, you want to talk a little more about that called Defect? Yes. When my uh, when I began to experience obsessive compulsive tendencies and stuff, um, be, being able to acknowledge that something was wrong and something needed to be addressed was something that was very, uh, I mean, it took me years. I didn't know that there was something called obsessive compulsive disorder. I didn't know there was something that uh, I didn't, you know, I had, there was no understanding of, you know, of how you navigate how you feel inside yourself. And so for me, I just felt like this creeping area of uncertainty, this, this, this feeling of a flaw defect. And as I've engaged a lot of people that have also had experiences, uh, you know, with, with certain mental health issues and disorders and stuff, um, the word really stuck to a lot of people. It's a very, it was a very potent word. And I feel like not only is it a word that appeals to people that have had issues, I think it, it really addresses, I think the underlying feeling that we all have as, as human beings, because we feel uh, an imperfection, the way that we're able to confront that really makes a huge difference in our lives. Like I said before, in our society, we're not really taught how to navigate these things. And so we too often are carrying around a, a sense of defect and it compromises the fullness that we, I believe, we're meant to have in our lives. It causes us to not confront these other areas within us to make us a, a fully alive person. And in my experience, confronting the sense of defect was actually the, the fundamental way that I exercised my potential and my ability to receive insight and, and whatever degree of enlightenment that I have. You know, uh, I know it sounds very arrogant to say that I'm enlightened, but it's kind of like, man, when you're, when you go from being, uh, you know, um, when you go from having such a struggle within yourself, when you begin to have a certain degree of, of freedom, it is, uh, you know, I have no problem saying that there's a, de a degree of enlightenment there. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a very humbling thing. Um, but like, like I said before, I'm, I'm still navigating things. There's so much that I, that I have to know, but when you feel like part of yourself aligns with yourself when you feel a part of yourself, uh, when you feel like you, you personify the answers that you're asked uh, of the questions that, that you're asking, um, I feel like it's incumbent upon me to share what I feel has affected my life. So with with this what if you could kind of take this goal you're after with with podcasting sharing your story talking about your life mm -hmm. kind of bringing all of this under kind of one umbrella of this podcast and somehow hope to give some type of succinct you know singular way you could kind of sum all this into a goal mm -hmm. kind of one big thing you'd hope to accomplish mm -hmm. In 30 seconds or less, 20 seconds or less, what would you say you want to ultimately 
accomplish with this in kind of the shortest way possible. The exploration and potential of human joy that we cultivate in confronting our problem areas, our, our trauma, our senses of defect. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in my own life, that's, uh, it's kind of like the, the limit to that is, I mean, I, we don't know. I mean, I, I just know I'm, I'm excited to begin the process, but that's, that's how I would say it. It's, it's an, it's an exploration an experimentation in the limits of human joy that is exercise in confronting our problems. So you want to use it as a space to explore, mm -hmm. kind of with it, to be creative, exploring all that kind of absolutely, and all these things and doing that kind of with other people along the way and having them on and talking mm -hmm. through things, hearing stories, that kind of thing. That's what you're, that's kind of the ultimate nugget of what, what this is about is exploring this creative space and what, what you can do with to understand some of these things yes. you're pulling at. Yeah. And I, I would, I would say this, I would say that there's two kind of fundamental dimensions. There's storytelling, there's kind of going into my inner life. Okay. And then when I tell my stories, I also want to have people, people on that, that make a demand of us engaging where I can actually, um, I can bring out some of these things out in the open and discuss with people, share ideas, share experience, and just have a natural engagement of our inner lives that, um, yeah, that I feel like, you know, too often I feel like in, in the self-help world, it's a little, it can get boring, man, it can get like a little at, too abstract, you know, uh, which ab abstraction can, can be interesting. It's like this, if I can explain to you like the perfect explanation of how, what falling in love is, okay, that still leaves the process of the actual event of falling in love, okay? And so what I wanna do is somehow be able to have a, a place where these ideas and concepts aren't just ideas and concepts, but they're, I'm able to get it as close as I possibly can to actual experience, you know? And so- During the podcast. Yeah, in, in my in my storytelling and my conversations where we approach some of these things that, that are so, uh, it leaves someone wanting to experience life in a richer way and actually having experienced life in, in a richer way where it's not just principles, but there, it, there's an exploration in their own potential because it's an exploration in my, in my potential, you know, and so, uh, and in my guest potential, you know, there's a, there's a, deep there, there's a, a deep dive that we go in, into some of these areas and um allows them to have a consciousness and an awareness that they then can take in their lives and it's exciting information it's not just you know how to make how to do this so how to you know whatever i feel like it's a way of if you know what i kind of what i would kind of compare it to is carl jung's red book how there is this abstract way we can explore ourselves um, if no a lot of people don't know carl jung's red book but you know just, just just in short you know carl jung a lot of his ideas are very he's considered yeah you know, it's considered kind of i guess kind of a mystic in, in lots of ways and i feel like uh in his own life and a lot of his own psychology he identified that in the, in the west especially there was a lack of of myth in our in our spirituality and our religion and so essentially he, he sought to kind of rekindle the lost myths, the, the lost, um, 
I would say the, the lost multidimensionality of what this life is. And so uh, in the Red Book, he, he essentially allowed a lot of unconscious, um, you, you know, imaginations to, uh, you know, to he put it on page, wrote about, just allowed himself to go to some, 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 some really difficult areas that he was, saw he would see images, he would see weird things, and he wrote about them, and he, he explored them, he, he, he tested them. And so even though I'm not going to be probably as bizarre as the, what the Red Book is, it's kind of like my own Red Book in, in a sense that it's a I, it's a wow. way. Of, yeah, it's it's okay. a way of, of of us engaging ourselves multidimensionally in, in, a, in a way that too often we're, we're very one dimensional with our with our with our with self-help or how it's so just like, you know, how to be a better blah, blah, how, how to do this. How, it's like. I, and instead of just being one dimension, I, I want us to test the, the the capacity for us to have a a multi dimensional uh, experience of our of, of our own selves of our of our own life, and really get in tune with so many different things at once. That really defines what it means to have joy, to have to have deeper purpose, to rekindle that your own sense of myth. And I feel like that we've lost it, and there's only a few writers um, that I've even really heard that I think that really kind of get this. I mean, I, there's, there's more than that. There, there's, 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 there's communities of people that obviously kind of get it. But from the perspective that I want to tell it, I haven't heard it before. And I feel, I really feel like this kind of controversial area of uh, kind of mythical spirituality mixed with kind of the orthodox mixed with, with with philosophy and science and all these other areas i want to bring it all into a place where we all can kind of experience our own our own red book our ability to embrace our own unconscious and uh i think that brings us to territory mythical territory it brings us to a lot of different things and so in order to really accomplish my ambition for this podcast it it necessarily lends itself to, to, to the mythical it's part of how we have inherited the human experience you know it, it's it's why we go and see movies and read books stories um speak to 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 the multi-dimensionality of, of our human soul but the question is what is our story what's your story what's my story and what does that mean no, no one else can define that but you, you know, no, no one else can really can really ask the hard questions and, and deep dive in yourself. And a lot of times that's the, the problems of our lives is that when we don't ask the right questions or if we're deceiving ourselves and giving the wrong answers. But ultimately, there is a degree of. Of story of narrative of our own lives that is so rich in meaning and purpose that I want to share what that means to me. And then hear other people share what that means to them and ultimately bring us to a deeper understanding and a deeper ex exploration. Um, there's a certain uncertainty in our knowledge of these deep areas, but we can put one foot in front of the other and get to places that we never even dreamed existed. That, that's the story of my life. That's the story of how I've been, been able to overcome a lot of OCDs putting one foot in front of the other one one piece of perception at a time giving me like you know what what, what, what i what i call shawshanking my way to to freedom you you just get like one little insight and then you're you're, you're digging at the wall you know and, and years go by you're developing more and more and more insight before you know it a breakthrough happens you know and i feel mm -hmm. like there is so much um 
There's so much we have to learn and that there's no shortcut to this. But that's actually the good news because you you, you want it to be rich with intent. And I feel like mm-hmm. being able to represent how I've accomplished what I've accomplished, not that I can take credit for it, but obviously I've took steps. I took some risk and there's such a difficulty in navigating our inward life that I, I kind of want to um, take the risk of sharing some of the deeper things that's that's led me to a, a, a way of, of insight and a degree of freedom. And that, uh, but at, every day I have to choose it. Every, every day I have to choose the deeper insight and, and define my life and define my problems through the, through the eyes of, of my perception and not through the eyes of any identity that was try, would, would try, try to be given me that I, that, that was just, that I just assumed was me when it wasn't me. And so, you know, joy in our own lives is tied to our narrative. It's tied to how you're designed, how you're built to hold deep meaning. My deepest ambition for this podcast would be that everyone will learn how how to tap into that for themselves. Yeah, it sounds like so much of what you conclude and what you're saying is that you have gone from a place of feeling trapped, overwhelmed, stigmatized, um, like a defect, you know, those kind of things. And through this journey that you've been on, you've explored some things that have reshaped how you see yourself and as a result, the world around you. Mm -hmm. And from that has kind of grown this desire to then take that and share that with others through this podcast by way of telling your story sharing your craft and music and these things, inviting other people to be a part of this journey and kind of hoping to simultaneously, you know, have others be able to see and experience some of the freedom that you're, that you've experienced. Is that kind of what you're, what you're after, what you're sharing? Yeah, absolutely, man. Most of all, when regarding this stuff, there's an authenticity that has to be there because I feel like that, um, I want people to be able to hear my story and how I look at myself, how I, how I look at my own story, how I'm able to look at the negative things and how uh, it's not just na- naive hope. It's not just platitudes. It's not things that sound good. There's this deeper dimension to how we change that um, change in, into the person that is unchangeable, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I think there's underneath us, man, at the bottom of us is really who we really are, who we've always been, who we will always be. You know, it's uh, there's this genuine person to, that experiences consciousness, that experiences reality, that there's just so much stuff that we have, have over that. And, and I think our, our paradigm of, of changing and improving is it to me if you're trying to improve based on a broken version of yourself in some ways you're 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 kind of making permanent your brokenness and so mm-hmm. most you know like in order to really be the person you are who's fully alive and on all these different areas of your life it requires such a level of engagement that is far deeper than i think a lot of people have been led to believe exists there's a path to experiencing these things that i've never heard 
but I realized the more that I share it with people, people really enjoy hearing about it, man. And it's very humble. It's been a humbling thing. And it's, it's actually more normal for me to talk about this stuff than about anything else. Like I'm just uh, having, when you, when you live a life where at any moment you can feel taken away or drawn away by a neurotic uh, instinct or, or problem, it's almost like you're, you're, you walk around packing, <laughs> you know, you walk around with, with weapons at any moment you can, have these tools and these weapons you know to like counter the opposition and the things that come up and uh at the same time have enough cultivated and kind of habitual way that you that you live that it's it's how you see things it's how you identify with people it's how you um feel the, the world around you and so um you know as much as as i kind of have a end goal simultaneously there is this openness to explore that i think is equally as important because as much as i have things to say i have these areas that i want them to be more of catalysts to knowledge rather than knowledge mm -hmm. itself you know i think a lot of times answers often give us more questions and, and that's a beautiful thing you know it's uh you know kids little and ask the parents about uh why is the sky blue? It's like, well, you know, the kids at some point not going to understand what you're talking about. You know, you're going to get into scientific reasons and whatever. And at some point, you know, you come to a place where there's a certain unconditionality to the way things exist. And yet that whole, the whole idea of that, it's like the kids like, well, why, you know, it's like, well, because it just is and at some point, at some point things just, just are, at some point there's there's an acceptance of the way that things are but i think too often it's our perceptions laced with with confusion with with things that aren't and being able to, to find what that means to us as individuals like how do we define who we are and how can we clarify and, and live our lives in, in in a in a truth that isn't stifling nor does it take away from other people but it just gives you that stability to just enjoy other people, enjoy life, as well as share what you believe is true and helpful to other people, you know? So how often are you gonna be doing this as far as, you know, having podcasts that you're gonna be producing? Yeah, is this so- gonna be like a weekly, monthly, how often are you gonna be doing this? So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it, it's a weekly, a weekly thing. I've, I've already done several interviews with people and, and I've, I've already got it rolling as far as material material goes. I may even break them up into part one and part two. Um, you know, I do feel like uh, it's a little more work than I thought it was going to be, but I believe, I believe I want to have like, uh, you know, maybe like 10 interviews for per season might take a break. Um, and in the midst of that, you know, I'll be working and, and working towards releasing the series. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to look for it to be a weekly podcast and, uh, okay. yeah, man, throughout the summer, Any I'll probably have, I'll probably have, uh, week weekly conversations and, and, and be releasing the series defect. Any teasers on week one? Ooh, I think week one, I will give a brief introduction it's gonna be very very short um but my first guest 
guest is going to be Dan Hurd, a mutual friend of us, actually. Dan is hey. a, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I think, I think I'm going to um, use him for, for, for the first guest. And uh, Dan has a, a, a nonprofit, one pedal at a time. He's got a fascinating story. And um, I think you've been on, on, on his podcast, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, uh, so that's the, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, really great, really great episode with him. He gets into his story into um, he actually, you know, attempted suicide several times uh, and really was having a rough time. He's, he's a veteran and uh, he goes into his story. And so it's a great example of finding purpose within your struggle, within your weakness. And uh, he's a beautiful person. He's just a really beautiful person. Uh, it's funny, man, watching some of his videos, hearing him talk. He loves on people that uh, often get overlooked. And it's very humbling, actually. Like, uh, you know, man, it really is an example of someone being effective in whatever way they feel like they can. And that's kind of a really inspiring way because we're all around people that only we can kind of reach. You know, they're in our sphere of influence. and it's weird and too often if we're too lofty and in, in not thinking that uh, the little things don't matter and then the big things of life matter, often the big things consist of the sum total of the little things, you know? And yeah. um, when it comes to loving the people in, in your life, even if you have ideas and ambitions of a, uh, you know, of, of helping people with your life, it starts with the people that are right in front of you. And it's, I don't, I don't know of a person who's more inspiring of that than Dan, you know? Um, mm. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to releasing that. I'm editing that one uh, right now, actually. So mm-hmm. what is something that you would say most people don't know about you or maybe even something people assume about you mm. um, that isn't true or something people don't know about you? that you wish did know about you. Yeah, one of my first jobs, a guy, you know, he was was playful about it. He he called me surfer dude. He's like, hey, surfer dude. You know, because it's the way I talk, I guess, you know. And then when I I started working at Walmart, you know, I worked at Walmart for six and a half years. And uh, and the guy, you should call me Harry Pothead. And, uh, you know, it didn't really bother me that much. It was funny. But, you know, the fact is that, man, I'm not, I've, 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 I've never been, uh, I've never been, uh, someone who's really into drugs, you know, I've never been, that's never been really me, you know? And, uh, it's one of those things where when people hear me talk, they just assume that I'm this this strung out guy who's, you know, like, dude, the universe. And it's kind of like, man, dude, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to articulate and man, I'm kind of a happy guy. It's, it's, it's weird. There's, there's a little paradox to my personality. I'm, I'm a very happy person and uplifting, but I'm a very like like weighty, heavy person. Like I, I think about things, and uh, you know, there's actually a lyric in one of my songs that it says the the burden is lifting me instead of tearing me apart, and that's the way I approach problems and the deep things. Is that for me when I confront them, the burden, the heaviness, isn't something that that weighs me down. It's, it's the thing that lifts me up. It's kind of the difference. And it's weird, though, when I get into it with some people, um, 
actually, I would say it's, it's human because it's when you talk about the, these things, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's from a place where of, of my alignment, it just comes out and it's my thing. Well, when someone else has their own alignment, it's different. And so too often when you're sharing something so deep, they have to process it and it takes effort to sort of order it. You know, for me, it's like, I can talk this for hours. You know, I, I do, you know, we, we've done, we've talked for hours, you know, but it's weird, man. It's a, uh, one, yeah, that, if I had to say there's one thing that really kind of gets under my skin is the assumption that like a lot of my ideas, a lot of my perspective is based on, you know, heavy drug use or something. And it's like, man, uh, <laughs> You know, there's, you know, I mean, I'm just being honest. It's a like, it, it, it's because I've, I've been able to experience these areas that I think people don't really experience unless they, unless it's like a synthetic experience or like, or for lack of a better word, unless it's mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, it's unless it's, a, it's an idea or a way they access their brain through chemical means, which, you know, uh, I mean, I have, I have I've taken medications and stuff, but, um, you know, in, in my life, you know, there's been, uh, you know, very minimal experimentation with anything outside, you know, that, you know, and it's, uh, uh, you know, man, I really value sobriety. To me, to me sobriety has, has it, the way that life is and the way that I've accessed it is, is its own high because I, I've learned that there's these areas that you can have access to and you can integrate them into a, uh, into a unity where you just feel, uh, you just feel grounded and you feel, you feel able to access reality in a way that's just uniquely yours. And, uh, I think that's the way it was supposed to be, man. I feel like, um, mm. you know, I'm not, I'm not like a hippie. Like I, I have kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's weird. I'm such this multifaceted person. It's hard to make assumptions about one area. And that's kind of like, it's a little bit of, of a nuisance is that I want people to take serious my my ideas, my perspective, yeah. you know, and not just diminish it by th by saying, oh, man, he's just, uh, you know, you know, I, I think it's great. Yeah, man. There's a lot more to you is what you want to communicate. Yeah. Than what can meet the eye. You're not um, you're not Harry Pothead or surfer dude. There's definitely mm -hmm. even though you can come across and be light and jovial and those kind of things that is that this is a, a space that you can kind of. I guess show more of that, and you definitely do that through your music. You know, mm -hmm. show kind of those those other layers of yourself that um, definitely wrestle with a lot of other uh, ideas and thoughts. And, and clearly, listening to you mm -hmm. talk about this, there's there's quite a bit that you uh, that you have churning upstairs that you want to you want to get into. Some and I think this is a definitely um, gives quite a quite an opening. Mm -hmm. um of spectrum of possibility of where things can can land uh on the on this podcast and mm -hmm. i'm i'm pretty stoked for you man yeah well thank you man i pre i appreciate that man you know i'm say this too is that often when you feel judged you feel pigeon pigeonholed in a certain way and you don't like how people make assumptions of you you realize how much uh well, you just, you, you realize how, because you don't like that, how you shouldn't do that to other people. And so it's allowed me yep. to also say, you know, I'm not, not going to just assume the worst of people because I know what it's like to be seen a certain way. And then when, when, you know, around people or whatever, and then when, when in private, you know, I, you know, the deeper part of me or, you know, even in different setting. And so when people 
do something. I try not to react as much and judge too much because I know, I know the spectrum of, of human behavior is just so wide, and, and we all have different dimensionality to who we are. And it's a uh, even though I, you know, I don't like people judging me based on one one dimension. And so, I mean, I'm not going to pigeonhole other people based on one dimension or whatever, you know. So uh, it's a very common theme in my life. It's like the unlearning of my projection, the unlearning of my uh, negative relationship to myself that I then bring yeah. in my negative, you know, uh, judgments to people, you know, and it's uh, and I'll say from personal experience with you, Josh, um, you know, you and I have shed a lot of uh, a lot of texts and communication and, mm -hmm. you know, talking back and forth and quite a few things that we've we've had pretty strong differences in terms of where we've stood and, mm -hmm. and i'll affirm that you know you you are someone who is i think very good at being able to embrace and hear things that are different from what you think and believe mm -hmm. without changing how you see the person who's sharing those differences mm -hmm. and i think that is a pretty uh commendable thing because i think we've we've shared a good bit of differences in yeah. our our challenges to each other and i think it's mm -hmm. you have you have displayed that and i think mm -hmm. that's a that's a really commendable thing that's a, yeah man and i it's very it's been very enjoyable too because it's there's there's a iron sharpens iron and when you have trust with someone that you know and it comes down to the uh the fundamentals there is there you can trust that your conversation can be challenging and there's areas where um yeah, where it's almost like you're exercising your ability to explore territory, explore areas in your and within your differences, and know okay when do things go differently? You know, we both agree this, and then we end up here. You know, it's kind of like okay, so how did you take take the path here? How do I, how how do I take the path there? And it's a understanding that you actually can honor the way someone feels and say, you know what. <laughs> I, I can get that, you know, and it's a um, too often it's we have our own inclinations, the way that our own. Um, what do you call it, like our own personality, kind of our own uh, t temperament. And a lot of times there's things that uh, there's good reasons why we're different. And those differences often are I mean, they're they're the things that kind of have challenged me a lot of times in our, in our conversations to to put into words exactly why I think and feel a certain way. And unless I had that, if I, if I was just in an echo chamber, you know, I, I would, I wouldn't do that, you know, but when there's someone who, who you can trust that is, um, that you're able to kind of do that with, it makes a demand on yourself and you, you, uh, it's a healthy thing. You know, our differences are something that we can make a demand on the people that we are, the way, the way that we see things. And, I feel like it. I feel like it works the best with with people that you can trust, that you know, you see things differently, and you can take some risk in, in the conversation. And, uh, and then, what whatever you learn from that person, whenever you come come across another person that disagrees with you, you've already kind of got, got got you already have kind of a toolkit, you know, of uh, practice. Yeah, of, of ways that you that you approach things. You know that if you go too hard right here, it's going to trigger all of this stuff that they, they're, they're going to shut down but if you can affirm and say you know what you you know i, I you, you probably see it like this 
And then it's like, yeah. And then when you have that sort of uh, connection, it then says, well, you know, but how do you feel about, feel about this? You know, and, you know, I was having a conversation with my brother recently. I was, I was just saying how, man, people really seek to be affirmed and how they feel. And there's almost no, there's almost no such thing as a wrong feeling. You know, it's everyone experiences the world a certain way for a certain reason. And even though there may be a way that you feel that may have some degree of false beliefs or whatever, it's still to that person, it's how they feel. And it, is, it deserves to be honored because the only way that you can move beyond that or transcend that in a conversation, you have to honor it and you have to under, kind of understand it in some degree. Mm -hmm. And that's only when you're able to have, have a constructive conversation because without that um you know there's just not you're lacking self-awareness you're lacking awareness of what they're bringing to the table what's what's the fundamental obstacle that's keeping them from understanding you and uh and even you know you can flip that man it's kind of uh you know what, what's the obstacle in yourself that may even be bringing that uh misunderstanding you know we all want order in our lives we all you know, the testing of ourselves is something that uh, is uncomfortable and you, you have to do it enough to, to be secure in it and say, you know what, I don't have my identity in this debate. I don't have my identity in my politics or my theology. There's a certain deeper sense of, of being that allows you to handle the, the weight and, and be able to after be exercised, but it doesn't change you fundamentally. Uh, you know, too often I think change the way that we change over a period of time, and there's no shortcut in it. We don't want we we too often want the shortcut, and we want okay, you're wrong, you know, and and, and you think that just just jamming it down their throats gonna gonna change them. I mean, I mean, you have to go the road less traveled. So you know, that's the thing that's gonna drive their heels into the ground. You know, you have to accept them. They have to kind of feel what's beyond your beliefs what's the person there I and mean, they connect with that that authenticity breathes kind of the freedom to have real conversation and uh you know it's definitely what we have man it's it's a beautiful thing and i i really value uh i really value you as a person I and mean, you're one of the, one of the best people that, that i know man you know just, just a solid human being authentic and man it's a uh yeah man it's, it's a pleasure to to have someone to really trust and engage with and have someone who's also thirsty for you know for answers and to to really look at the world in a way that i think is is, is enriching it's not just a life-sucking thing you know we both i think value the, the joy of life and we want to counter the, the sources of strife that i think steal that and uh you know, it's very complicated in today's world. There's so many things out there that do that. But when it comes down to it, I think we all want to love better and we want to experience love in a more profound way. We want to be more enlightened and aware you know, of ourselves and consequently of everything else, you know, and it's, uh, you know, yeah, man. So I love it, bro. Mm -hmm. I love it.